Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender that is quite the dish, if I must say, if I may say, Heather. Or possibly your main dish, or favorite dish. Favorite dish. Or hot dish. Ooh, yeah, we're Minnesotans, so we have hot dish. <laughs> hot dish is a thing. For, for the uninitiated, for the non-Minnesotans out there, that's referred to as a casserole in other areas of the country. <laughs> Uh, well, this week we have a fun show. We're going to be talking about spending money on eating out. Woo-hoo! This is we got a spending episode, everybody. Things are starting to turn up, Heather. Oh boy, this is quite possibly Heather's favorite way to spend money. Ugh, At least man. that's my the take on it. Would endless. you disagree? The options are endless. I would not disagree. <laughs> so I think this is an important thing to talk about because eating out is is something that well, one it. It's one of those discretionary spending items that that people, I think, often, ourselves included, disagree on quite a bit as far as like where to eat out, how much to eat out, when 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 should you, how should you, I don't know, all all the eating out questions, what you should be eating out with. You I know? mean, I would argue discretionary. Um, we could argue whether it's discretionary. Oh, it's discretionary. <laughs> <laughs> And and I I think I think drinking also falls under this. <gasps> I know I know you like to say that that financial discussions should start with a bottle of wine, but <laughs> let's be honest, it's not actually necessary. It's discretionary. No, it's true, and this is definitely an area where it's easy to overspend. I think without realizing it, I think a lot of people don't even maybe have an idea on how much they're even spending on it. It's just like oh, I'm going to stop. At the quick trick quick and get a bevy or Starbucks or go to lunch with friends or pick up dinner on the way home. And it's like, I feel like it's really easy to lose track of how much am I really spending? I really like that point about how a lot of times people don't even think about that as eating out, going, stopping and picking up something at the gas station, right? Oh, I'm just going to grab a bag of chips or I'm just going to grab a, 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 a pop or a soda at the gas station. But you're you're overpaying for food and oftentimes it's not very good food <laughs> and it's very much eating out. Well, and it adds up, right? I mean, I think it does. that's part of it. It's like, oh, I'm just going to stop quick at McDonald's or something. It's just it's less than 10 bucks, no big deal, but if you do that 10 times, that's $100 or whatever. And so it or like if you have a family, it's like McDonald's anymore is like even going to McDonald's is like can be like 50 bucks for a family. Of it can so be. I think it's one of those where it's like, oh, I'm not spending much. But when you look at over the month, when you add it all up, it's like, holy cow, that kind of added up to quite a bit of money. Yeah. And, and it's important to add it up at the end of the month. That's the whole point of doing this uh, budget review, right, that we've right. talked about in other episodes. And I think that's why we're talking about this, because yeah. this is an area of opportunity. If you're really struggling to be like, I can't make it to the end of the month, I am barely breaking even, or I am coming up negative... This is going to be maybe an area that we can shed some light on for you to find some extra dough in your budget that maybe you didn't realize. And when we started doing this, when we started reviewing our budget and looking at it, I, this is definitely not the only area, but it was one of the areas, I think, where when we started watching what we were spending or being aware of what we were spending, it was like, wow, we found a whole bunch of cash we didn't even know we had. Um, and and I think this is also an important thing to talk about because 
there's a lot of social pressure involved with, with food events in general, food and drinking events. There's obviously there's, there's friends that, that are going to ask you, Hey, you want to go out to dinner? There's work events. There's happy hours. There's all this, all this stuff happening that you kind of feel an obligation to be a part of, right? Or you want to, it's not or just even an to. obligation. It's okay. like, Oh, that sounds fun. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, so you want to do it. You want to, you don't want to miss out. Um, so I think a good place to, to start with this would be, like we, we've started with a lot of things, is getting on the same page with your spouse about values. What do you value, uh, specifically in the eating out space? Do, do you and your spouse value convenience? Do you value uh, an experience? What is it that you value out of this? Yeah, I think that's a really good point, especially if this is an area that you're going to really take serious and buckle down and say, okay... We do want to stop spending as much. In order to do that, you really need to figure out, okay, well, then tell where are you going to tell yourself, yourself as a couple to, to spend that dollars? Is it, is it, to your point, is it convenience? Is it, hey, we're just going to go to fast food places when we're running you know, around and taking kids and we don't have things? Or is it, hey, we're going to eat home more often, but once a month we're going to go out for that fancy dinner and have a nice date night and get away and, and not worry about the bill? So it's like, what... And you may not agree. So it's a, you know, one of you may think, you know, the convenience, one of you may think the fancy. So, you know, you got to work through how are you going to compromise or where are you going to get agreement? Because you're probably not going to be able to do it all. And also within these values, I think, yes. So like, for example, I think I value more the convenience side and you probably value more the experience or, or the fancy nice side of it a little bit more, if I were to guess. Well, for me, I value all of the above. <laughs> I, I just love socializing. I love the experience. I love the food. I love convenience. I'm all, I love all of that. I'm a big <laughs> you fan. You love everything so, about eating out. You know, if any restaurants or chains would like us to sponsor them, I'm happy to do so. You you only have to pay us in, in tacos. It's fine. And I'm happy to take your money <laughs> <laughs> or tacos, whatever, whatever whatever it takes. Yeah, I, I, yeah. so I, I think the, also on the value side um, and understanding each other's values, it's also important to understand where each other's mindsets are coming from when you're talking about eating out. So... Um, for, for instance, my background and my mindset, what I grew up with, I came from a family that really didn't eat out. It was strange to me when I'd hear that other families would go out to eat once a week. That blew my mind. You would pay these families that would go out every Sunday after church or something like that. Like what? Every week this family goes out to eat? And like we were lucky if, if we went out once a month, that was a big deal. Um, normally it was every, every couple months. It was very, very rare that we went out to eat. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. It does go back to, again, like a lot of these money issues is where you came from, you know, what you learned, what you picked up as a kid and growing up. Yeah. So, so normal to me is very different than what normal to you was. And I think we've come a long way in adapting both of our normals, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's where you start from also that, that makes a big difference in these discussions. Yeah, especially like that's a good way to take the emotion out of it because listening and understanding where your spouse comes from will give you a better idea to be like, okay, I get it. I get where they're coming from and why this is It's a not big an deal. excuse. It's no. not an excuse for being the way you are, but it, it's perspective on how you got there. Right. 
So we thought a fun way to talk through this conversation would maybe to go through a couple scenarios and provide some thoughts and opinions on how we would handle or tackle these complicated scenarios. So for the record, Heather's probably going to give one way and then I'll follow it up maybe with the, the right way to approach it. <laughs> is, that, is that what we're going with? Okay, so here's scenario one. What do you do when your coworkers want to go out to lunch every day and you don't want to be the weird guy who never goes with them, but you also don't want to overspend by eating out every day? Ooh, yeah. I've been there. Have you been there? Yeah, well... Not really. So, I mean, <laughs> this is tough because this was real for me. I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes that for like well, the first few years of my career, like we went out to lunch every day. But the, the part that's weird is that it was okay to me. Like I didn't, I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. Um, I didn't think anything of it. Um, so I think that's what was different for me. I didn't want to, you know, yeah, I thought it was okay. You just thought, no, not a problem. This isn't even an issue. Okay. But I get where this is coming from. I do get, like, you don't want to be the weird guy who brings in the lunch or, you know, the person that's, I'm going to stay back here. So I totally get it. Um, So my recommendation, you know, it's okay to be that person. You know, it's all right to be the one with the packed lunch. Um, maybe you could bring it along. Like if they go to a food court or something, maybe you could bring your little packed lunch along, or maybe you could ask them, Hey, why don't you guys go pick it up and come back and let's all eat together or something. So you don't have to not participate, um, in the socialization aspect or joining in lunch, but also, but you can not participate in buying. The other thing that I would recommend is that maybe you can come up with, maybe you're able to do it once a week. So look at your budget and say, hey, once a week, can I find $10 to join them? I assume it's like a cheaper place. If it's an expensive place, then ask them for a cheaper place. But maybe once a week, you go with them. I don't know if it's eat out Wednesdays or on Fridays or something, but maybe you could bend a little bit to say, okay, once a week, I'm going to find some room in my budget to go out and join them. But not every day. I'm actually surprised. I agree with you um, on everything you said there. So I, (laughs) I thought you'd be a little bit harsher on... Uh, a little bit more open to spending a lot more money eating out. But I, I agree with you. Like, I'm okay being the weird guy that brings his lunch. Um, and But that doesn't mean you have to bring your lunch all the time. And you can you can go out with, with people, like, like you were saying, once a week or whatever the right amount is for your budget. Um, you can spring to do that every once in a while. I think they're, and I like your suggestion of let's recommend other places. Maybe if they're going to top tier restaurants for lunch or, or more expensive places for lunch, maybe once in a while you can say, Hey, would you, how about we go to taco truck, the taco truck or taco <laughs> bell or <laughs> whatever today, right? Let's, let's bring it down a couple notches. And, and that, that's good. You can also have, you could also suggest alternate ways to catch up because you know a lot of lunchtime is socializing it's about the social aspects of it so maybe there are other social things that you could do that that might be longer experiences uh where you could catch up um outside of that regular lunch um you know there's i mean the happy hours are are common they can be expensive though too <laughs> um or maybe there's uh Maybe maybe there's just uh, a social activity. I don't know. I don't know what I'm suggesting here. No, it's but a good idea. Maybe there's something else you can do as, as a group that would be just 
a social experience. It's a good idea. I mean, you used to have a group at work that on Fridays would go play ultimate. Like, frisbee we we golf. play ultimate frisbee. That's a good. Yeah, that's a, exactly the type of thing I'm yeah. talking about. It didn't cost us any money. Right. We just met up at, on Friday afternoons and played ultimate frisbee or yeah. not ultimate frisbee frisbee golf. Yeah, yeah, frisbee golf. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think. However, I would say caveat going back to what you probably expected me to say is if if it is in your budget. You know, go for it. Again, I think the biggest thing here right, is I'm right. not going to tell you right. to overspend and ruin your financial goals for this. But if, if it's in the plan and you can do it, then for sure. Yeah. Spend, spend the money if you have it. <laughs> okay. Next scenario. What do you do when your friends want to go out to happy hour and dinner after work on spur of the moment? And you know this will be fairly expensive night out. I have some thoughts. Please. So... I am not anti-happy hour. In fact, as you... You just brought... I just brought up happy hour. I'm like, I don't even know who you are right now. Here's the thing. I think happy hours are only expensive if you let them be expensive. Happy hours do not have to be expensive. Ooh. So you can go to happy hour. You can have a beer. You can have no beer. And you can be at happy hour with your friends, with your coworkers... At least the maybe I live in a weird world, but um, my coworkers, my friends, if I go to happy hour, yeah, and I do, and I don't have a drink, they might give me a hard time, but for a little bit, but but it's not a big deal. I I can say yeah, I'm just I'm taking a break from it for now, and I can have I can have a coke or I can have you know a, a, whatever whatever they're serving lemonade or whatever I can have and. And oftentimes you get free refills on those, and you can drink for however long you want, hang out with your friends, catch up, and unlimited, it's not a problem. Unlimited chips and salsa. Go exactly. to a place like that. Exactly. So, I bet they love you. I bet those places see you coming, and they're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> there he is, our favorite customer." And it doesn't have to be like that every time. But what I'm saying is, is that. If it gets to be like there's a lot of happy hours and you feel like, oh my gosh, I just can't afford to keep paying for them, you don't have to be always drinking and running up those big bills every time you go out to happy hour. That's all I'm saying. Okay. My commentary is you definitely go always. YOLO, you only live once. No, I'm just kidding. Well, and I'm... (laughs) And I'm not saying you shouldn't. That's exactly my point, is that maybe you you, you can go to happy hour every time. Just no, do it responsibly. That was, that was pre-David Heather. No, that's still Heather. That's still post-David Heather. But um, <laughs> I agree with you. Um, there are lots of options, like you mentioned, right? Like ordering the soda. You know, you don't have to buy the $18 martini or two or three. I mean, that's always a great option, but maybe oh, you don't have boy. to. Or like you said... You can socialize with friends and try to keep it cheap. Or like you said, recommend a place. There's lots of, especially if it's happy hour, you can usually find places that have good deals. So if they're leaning towards somewhere else, maybe you can find, hey, here's lists of places that are actually within my budget. Um, The other recommendation I would have is this is going to happen, so plan for it. Like you don't know when it's going to happen or where or whatever, but these kind of things are going to come up. So... Don't be naive when you sit down to plan your budget for the month. Like, no, like, hey, I should plan a little bit if you can, like within the rules of what you and your with what you and your spouse are doing. But try to build it in. I mean, we kind of do this. It's like, okay, we don't we don't know we don't have the month planned out. Like, here's here's what we're exactly going to eat out or do. But we kind of know, like, mm, here's the amount we're willing to spend, or like, hey, let's build in a little bit here. So. 
build it in, plan for it, because the unexpected will happen during the month. Agreed. Final scenario, if I may. Can I take this one? Please. (laughs) Let's say you are in a marriage or a relationship. Okay. And your spouse doesn't want you to spend money on eating out or maybe even those frequent trips to Starbucks for the the $7 to $10 s'more frappuccino. Oh my gosh, it's coming out August 10th. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder where we got this example. This is a very creative example. You mean it came out August 10th? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, you're, you're getting behind the scenes here. We, we recorded this before August 10th. Oh, you now you let the cat We're out of the, the bag. the future. <laughs> so what do you do, Heather? Um, I have no idea because I have not figured this out yet. Uh, I, I, I really am. Well, let me give you the answer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I do Step have one, <laughs> you submit to your spouse's whims. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no. I, what, I, what I'm saying is I think... I think you need to be very clear on what the budget is that that you should set for eating out. So you're going to eat out some, um, assuming that you have money in your budget left at the end of the month, right? I mean, I think we need to talk maybe next around how do you plan out what that number is. But um, but if you haven't money left at the end of the month, I think it's reasonable to say some of that's going to go to eating out and you need to have a conversation around how much of it can go to that eating out. And maybe it's even a conversation around how much of that goes towards individual. Here's, here's you, you, the stuff you want and here's the stuff I want. Um, that's not an us experience together. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to compromise just like a million areas in your marriage. You have to find a compromise. So one person never wants you to go and you want to go frequently, like you got to find somewhere in the middle. You're, you can't do both, right? So you need to figure out where you agree. Um, and, and that's, again, going back to the budget. Like what is it going to look like? Are you, how much money in your budget are you allowed to do it? Um, you know, is it Starbucks Friday or is it, yeah, you figure out, but you got to work together on that. The other recommendation that I would make, which has worked, I think the best for David in my situation is, Hopefully in your budget, you can take a little, you know, personal money. So like we had spending money Ooh, for like David or money. spending money for Heather. And often that's where my spending money went. Honestly, it usually went to stopping at Starbucks or going out with friends or something. It was those additional socialing. For me, it was additional social opportunities, eating out or going out for drinks or things. That's usually where most of my spending money went. But then I didn't have to ask. I didn't have to worry like, oh, this is going to come out of eating out or, oh, this is now I'm doing this and David's not particip- part, you know, participating in it. And then I'd feel guilty. So it was like, he doesn't care. He doesn't know where that money's going. I can spend it however I want. And so maybe if, if you want to do it more frequently than your spouse, maybe it needs to come out of, you know, your spending money. My spending money went to nerdy toys. I know. And, and dumb things like I that. felt like you were acquiring all this stuff and I had nothing to show of it. <laughs> My spending money. I have, a, I have a pile of junk now that it's going to be burned when I die. Um, okay. Good, good answers. So th- this is all great when you can afford it, right? But what happens when maybe you're your budget situation changes and and you've you've become accustomed to or or maybe you are already accustomed to eating out a lot 
how do you know if you if that number that you have is okay or if you need to pull that back? Yeah, so for me, this is really easy. If at the end of the month you're breaking even or you're negative, you got a problem. You're or if you're not reaching your financial goals, you need to go back and look at where you're spending, and not just in this area, but this is definitely an easy area that you can pull the reins on. So I think you need to first understand what does it look like at the end of the month, and am I reaching my goals? Right. Yeah. Am I putting my saving goals at risk? I, I call those up because those are my favorite. <laughs> am I putting my saving goals at risk because I'm eating out too much? Am I put? Am I having trouble making you know? paying the electric bill obviously or or buying other groceries or taking care of my kids like obviously don't put food and and uh, alcohol above that <laughs> so right yeah yeah that that, that seems like pr- pretty simple so how, how do we figure out what is the the right amount of money here um so when when we're planning out our budgets I think we kind of said this, you start with what do you have left at the end of the month? That's a great place to start. What do you have left at the end of the month? And then I would recommend comparing that against the values that we talked about earlier. Okay, we have this much left at the end of the month after we've achieved our savings goals, after we've we, we've put money towards any debt that we have. Um, and I, you know, you could also argue if, you, if you're eating out, are you putting enough towards your debt? <laughs> that, that a guy like me could make that argument. Um, but then once you do that, then you can start to look at am I, how do I want to eat out? Yeah. And I think another good metric to look at is like, just to kind of put it into perspective is to look at how much are you spending? Like what percentage of your food budget, like as a percentage of how much of your total expenses for the month are you spending on food between eating out and groceries? And does that look okay? To, are you good with that? Also, or like looking at entertainment and looking at what percentage of your expenses are going towards that and kind of using that as a, um, as a metric. Like what's a good metric there? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know. It depends on your situation. I think that's the other thing with this is that it's flexible. So it can change month to month. So like if you're going into the Christmas season and you're like, man, we got to save up and we're going to be spending a lot more in gifts this month in the month of November or December because of Christmas. It's like, well, this is an area that, hey, that's where that money can come from. So you don't have to go into credit card debt or go into debt, right? Right, right. But then maybe in January, once the holidays are over and it's if you live in Minnesota and it's cold and you're not doing anything, it's like, huh, okay, well, now we've got a little bit more. And so I don't think you need to look at it like, Every month I'm going to spend X amount. It's like it can go up and down and be willing to be flexible. Yes, I think you should be flexible. I think it's something that because because you it's a place where you can can save money. Yeah, if you have other goals that month, certainly this is the probably the first place to pull it from. I think that that's awesome. And then be giving once you've you've gotten through that month, give it back. Don't don't be the guy that's that takes and never gives. I know I want to be that guy sometimes, but yeah. And then also like not only month to month is it flexible, but when you hit different goals in your financial journey. So like David mentioned, like when we were trying to pay off our house and get out of our debt, like the amount we were spending on eating out was a lot less than once we, we had a conversation leading up to getting out of debt. Like what, it was a really fun conversation about what does our life look like after we're out of debt? And this was a component of it. It wasn't all of it, but it was like, okay, now that we're not spending that money on debt, where do we want that excess money to go? And so 
just know as you go through or like, oh, someone loses their job or I've decided to stay home with the kids and your income goes down. Well, then you need to revisit it. So it's not like, again, this isn't an area that just is the same. Like it can go up and down depending on your situation in life or how you're approaching and reaching your goals. And you don't know how exciting that was when we were able to, if I remember right, it was like, and we could go back and check, but I think it was like we we basically doubled our eating out budget. We more than doubled our vacation budget. Once we paid everything off, it was like, wow, now we've got money to have some fun with, to enjoy life, to like, we can increase that lifestyle. And that was so freeing. That was so, so exciting. Um, yeah. And, and this is something that, that we have been able to do together and we've been able to enjoy together. Um, but like you said, having that money if you want to have that, that separate spending money, you can still enjoy that individually and when your change when your change of situation happens you can flex that individual money as well as the together eating out money agree 100 percent. i mean that's really important anything like with when you're married your finances you guys gotta get on the same page so if you guys are way off like david and i in this area like you gotta figure out how you're gonna do it so yeah you and have the, to do this together yeah yeah and, and it doesn't have to be one for one on on eating out so like that was the great thing about that individual money is that you used it for eating out stuff and i used it for i don't know ner- nerdy toys and games and whatever i i might have to do yeah <laughs> Excellent. So we want you to have this conversation with your spouse. So sit down and talk about what is the family budget on eating out? Do you even have one? Do you know how much you're spending? If not, try to track your spending for a month and figure out how much you are spending in this area. Then revisit it as a couple to decide, is this where you want that money going? Or is there an opportunity to do something different with that money? Or maybe you're happy with how much you're spending in this area. But sit down and really kind of look at this area because my guess is a lot of people don't really know how much they're spending in this area. Or they think they know. I don't know. That was the case for us. We thought we knew and we did not know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you didn't know. No, I'm just kidding. So, David, if money Heather. was no object, what would a typical month look like for eating out? Ooh. Like, like frequency, expensive, cheap. Would it look any different than it already does? And or like what would look different? It would look different. Really? It would look different. Yes. So I think I would, I would probably, so like right now here in Singapore, we've, we've started to order delivery food, um, once a week just because it's kind of a nice treat. We're stuck inside. Well, there's really nothing to do right now except get food. Restaurants aren't open for people to dine in. And so that's, this is all you can do. But what I would probably do is I would probably have delivery food most nights of the week. Really? I probably would. If money was no object, because there's so many places to eat from here, I think I could find something new and interesting most nights. And it would just be, I think it would be kind of simple. Um, and you can find healthy options. We found some amazing salads that were that were like twenty dollars a piece. That were super. They, I mean, they were awesome. There's not a lot of food. They're healthy, but it's twenty dollars a salad. It's not the kind of thing you're going to do every day. But if money was no object, like oh yeah, I want a healthy option. I'm just going to grab this highly overpriced salad today and have it delivered right to my door. Sure, 
Why, why not if, if money's not an object? But money is an object. And I'd still cook probably one main meal a week to have for leftovers and enjoy that because home-cooked meals are, are nice. I enjoy that. But the convenience piece, I think, is is a big one. And But I don't think I would change the quality or the, the level of food. It would just be the frequency. So, like, I don't want to necessarily, you know, nice restaurants um, often involve, like, a two- to three-hour meal, right? Like, I don't know that I want to spend more time sitting in a restaurant waiting for somebody to bring me my food on a regular basis, like, just from a time perspective, but because it's not that convenient. But having food delivered right to my house and just eating it, sure, I'd do that more often, but it doesn't need to be nicer food, just what, what we have more often. Yeah, you just, you eat to survive. You don't, right. like, see it as entertainment. I'm, like, really shocked by what you just said, but... I wow. Guess, I guess because you are all about the convenience and... I'm all about the convenience. I'm also all about saving money, which is why you're probably shocked because I would never, nor I would never recommend actually recommend doing that because right. of how much it would cost. Wow. Okay. So for me, it, there would be 100% freedom, which sounds amazing. I wouldn't have to think about it at all. If I was out shopping and wanted a Starbucks, I would just get it without a thought or out with girlfriends, wanted to stop for happy hour. Like I wouldn't have to think twice about it. So that for, to me, it would be very freeing. But for me, I think I would go a different direction. So I think you're right. We definitely have different values. There would definitely be, well, there would definitely be more eating out, but there would also be nicer dinners because I often find myself opting for the cheaper option or the middle of the road spot so that we can eat out more often because I know that we've got a budget. Um, so I would try to do more nicer things because we don't have that. The budget doesn't call for that right now. So I do really like to go to nicer places. Um, and you've been you've been really good about that like recently. Aww, thank so you. you're coming along. Um, also, <laughs> the other thing that I would like to do is host people more often. So pick up the tab for our friends and family. I enjoy doing that. Oh gosh, that usually has to be agreed upon in advance. Well, that that can get a little spendy. <laughs> That's a little outside of the budget most of the time. Uh, well, I think that wraps up our conversation for today. Um, remember, you can always email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle.